everybody. Welcome to Dizzy Friends Podcast. Uh, we can't believe that this is the last episode for 2023. Joining me and Ada today is a non-welcome friend. Uh, my friend is a cold. Uh, so if you see me sounding a little bit weird, it's because I'm on NyQuil. Um, and I apologize again if I mute myself. But we are so excited that uh, you're here with us. We want to take an opportunity to take a look at some of our favorite Dizzy things this year. Uh, we're inspired by Spotify. So similar to its unwrapped list, Ada and I want to take a look at some of the Disney-related topics that kept us busy this year. Another thing we wanted to um, share and remind folks is this Dizzy is truly a labor of love. Um, Ada and I were reflecting our year in review. We started working on, in, on this Dizzy back in May. I think that's when I reached out to Ada and we started having conversations. We worked on it diligently throughout the summer. And then we recorded our first episodes and aired our first one in um, October. Uh, we also wanted to do things a little bit differently. We wanted to make sure we had seasons. So we've been brainstorming and thinking about how can each season have a theme and how we try different things. Although this Dizzy is about us chatting about our favorite things, it's also a way for us to share knowledge and talk about things in a different way and um, leverage that as we spend time together as friends along with all of you. So without further ado, I'll hand it over to Ada to start us off with her unwrapped list and to share anything else she'd like to share with you all. Hi, Maha. Hi, hi dear listeners. Um, just just a quick thing. Um, Maha, uh, how much NyQuil have you taken today? Um, I think I've <laughs> dosage of the day, but we'll see. <laughs> Okay, because you kept saying this dizzy, but I think you wanted to say this podcast. Uh, every time you said this dizzy, uh, <laughs> I know what you meant. Yes. But our listeners, I want to remind you, this is like Maha is doing a huge sacrifice today, uh, recording, um, although she's very sick. So thank you, Maha, for uh, this sacrifice. Uh, and uh, like, hopefully... Uh, you will feel better after the episode because we always have a lot of fun recording. For sure. And thank you, Ada. This is why there's one brain left in the operation. So thank you for catching us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm really sorry you have to record like uh, when you are sick, but like um, this is the last episode of the year. So we didn't want to postpone it anymore. We already postponed it a little bit because uh, of our schedules. Um, so, yeah, as Mahas already uh, eloquently said, we wanted to do uh, like a summary of the year with you. And uh, we wanted to share uh, some of our, like some of the best things that uh, we found this year in Dizzy's. My, like we called it the, uh, our unwrapped list. <laughs> because we don't want to be exactly like Spotify. <laughs> so my unwrapped lists, um, most watched Dizzy uh, or Dizzy's are Kızılcık uh, Şerbeti, which by the way, as always, we are going to write the names of uh, these categories and the disease uh, in each category for both me and Maha on the podcast notes. So if you don't understand 
what we are saying, because I know Turkish names can be challenging, uh, you, you are going to find these lists in the podcast notes. And if you want, while you are listening, you can open the podcast notes and just look at uh, the notes to follow um, more easily. So my most watched Disney this year have been uh, Kızılcık Şerbeti, uh, which nobody will be surprised to hear it, Yabani, which was a newcomer this uh, year. Uh, Kızılcık Şerbeti started last year, actually, on in, in 2022, but Yabani is a new disease. It started in 2023. Another one uh, in my most watched is Aldatmak, uh, which again started in 2022 which is from last year but i still what i'm still watching it it's still one of my favorites omar is another one uh that started in 2023 that i'm still uh watching bits and pieces not all episodes but like uh i like it and the last one the fifth one in my most watched disease this year is ya çok seversen Uh, which was a summer rom-com, uh, which ended prematurely. And yeah, uh, these are my five most watched disease this year. Uh, Maha, let, let me hear yours. What are, what are they? Uh, we have some overlapping ones. So my most, most watched Dizzy is was Adam Farah. Um, those who know me know um, how big of a fan I am of this Dizzy. Uh, Aile which is surprisingly, I was more, um, it started last year and I was actually more interested in season two than I am in, in season one. Like there's been a lot of wonderful changes. So if you haven't picked up this Dizzy, I would highly encourage it. Uh, Yabani as well was the dark horse, I feel, of this uh, Dizzy season for all of us. And so shout out to Sophia, Lina, and uh, um, Sam for encouraging me to watch, well, more like bullying me to watch it. So thank you for your uh <laughs> And um, similar to Ada, the other one was uh, uh, Summer Dizzy, which was Ruhun Duimaz, which I um, loved and it ended prematurely, but it was something that I um, truly enjoyed and was waiting for each episode. Perfect. Uh, so the next, uh, um, let's call it like the category again. Um, I tried to calculate like uh, Spotify does the minutes I spent watching Dizzy's. And um, yeah, this was probably like 2023 was not a year I watched a lot of disease. So my number for uh, the minutes I spent watching disease is 30,000 minutes. It's still a lot, but I, I, I think it's less than the years before. Yeah, the... the Like I came up with this randomly, <laughs> like it's not a very accurate, it could, it, it's not super accurate, but like, um, as a Turkish person, I put down 250 days at least in a year, um, uh, that the, the days that I watched and at least two hours, because like, let's face it, like Turkish disease are long. So yeah, that's how I came up with the number. And I encourage our listeners to uh, calculate this. It's it's very eye-opening to see how much time you spent watching these, these or anything else. Like you can do it for other like hobbies of yours as well. It's very eye-opening to see how much you spent doing something. 
How, how much did you watch, Maha? <laughs> What's your number? I I am chose to go down the closed eyes route, and I was I'm too embarrassed to admit. I know it's much more than yours, but I'll explain to listeners why I didn't watch my um, numbers or didn't calculate them. But I have a habit of I don't just watch news disease. I sometimes for when I'm doing an errand or I'm doing chores or something, I'll find old disease that I like and I'll play random episodes from it just for the comfort of knowing what's going to happen. I can glance up in the hopes of um, helping my non-existent Turkish. So that's why I um, didn't calculate the minutes because I think it's more than 30,000, but I don't know. But I promise I'll have a number for next year. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to, but like... <laughs> We It's good curious. for me to know like how much time I'm spending. I think I just want to be in denial about it. So honestly, someone should just calculate the time I spend on YouTube because like it's a lot more than 30k minutes. <laughs> so um, another category uh, inspired always by like Spotify's rap list. Um, I wanted to find out which month I watched this is the most. And I, when I gave it a thought, I think it was September. Uh, yeah, September was the month I watched uh, the most. Probably because September is the month, uh, like a lot of new disease, like launch. So yeah, what is which month did you watch the most? Um, similar to you, I think mine was like end of August throughout September for two reasons. One, what you said is that that's when all the new disease came out. And also because I was going on that big trip in October. So I was finding myself more at home preparing or or doing things around the house where I was playing these in the backgrounds and such. So that's why my, I think, number one. Up. Yeah. And the number of disease I watched this year Um, when I thought about it, uh, I didn't watch that many disease this year. So my number is 12. Uh, and some of them I already mentioned, five of them I already mentioned uh, in the first uh, category in my wa most watched disease. Other disease I watched, although they I didn't watch them religiously, are Aile, um, Bir Derdim Var, which like ended in three episodes, I think. <laughs> uh, Dilek Taşı, which is still going on. Ego, which was uh, my biggest disappointment. <laughs> Kendi Düşen Ağlamaz is, uh, uh, will probably end soon. Uh, it's on TRT. It's a summer rom-com that's still going on. Ruhun Duymaz, uh, which... Maha already mentioned as a as another summer rom-com and Veda Mektubu which I think has ended um yeah it has these are my these are the diseases I watched this year it's 12 which is again um there are other diseases that I sometimes watched the first episode uh to see if it's a good one but Like, yeah, I just, yeah, I didn't continue with any other uh, disease. What are yours? Um, so I think um, I watched around maybe 25, which is between the currently airing and the new ones, including all the ones you mentioned. 
but I'm not going to sit there and list every single one. But I do have a tendency I've realized is even if I don't like the Dizzy, I'll watch the first episode. So I'll peruse through all the new ones just to kind of see. And yeah, that's like, I try to do numbers. that. Yeah, but I, I think I um, that's probably why my number would be around 25. But I'll see if I can remember them. We'll list them in the notes, but I won't waste time going through each single one right now. Yeah. And the last one uh, on the Eda's unwrapped, Eda and Maha's unwrapped list <laughs> is uh, like the last um, category, let's say. Uh, most watched DZ genre. And my most watched DZ genre is drama. And because this was the year I fell out of love with rom-coms, we want to do a future episode on this because Maha and I were chatting before recording the episode about how uh, like rom-coms in general, not just in DZ land, but everywhere rom-coms are in um, like, uh, I don't know. Uh, we are kind of very disappointed with the route rom-coms are going and we really miss old rom-coms and uh, we wanted to do an episode on it to delve more into this subject to try to understand and analyze what's changed and what can be done but yeah just uh my most most dizzy most watched dizzy genre was drama what was yours um, I think mine was drama as well for all the reasons uh, you said. Um, I think also I I enjoy drama. I like to watch it rather than be in it. So I, I tend to gravitate towards drama uh, more than um, maybe you would. But I would not, similar to you, I would love to have s different genres that I could choose from. But unfortunately, we're in a case now where there's not. Yeah, when you said I enjoy drama, I remembered that. Is it a meme or is it like there's this, am I into drama? <laughs> like, yes, I, yeah. I, can't, I can't exactly remember. <laughs> I'm to drama. Am I to drama? Yeah. Well, so I, I, I'll have this to was our list. Mm -hmm. This was our list, dear listeners. But like we want to share it. Uh, like after the episode, we're going to share it. Uh, share our list on uh, like our socials as well. And we, we'd love to hear uh, your, like, um, wrapped, dizzy wrapped for, like, the year. And we are going to share it and encourage you to share with us, uh, like, uh, to answer these questions that we asked ourselves uh, to see, like, what kind of dizzy watcher you were, like, um, how much time you spent watching, what was your favorite genre which disease you watched the most etc and that we would love to hear it from you we also came up with other categories maha would you like to explain like um like we came up with other categories these were in the, the categories inspired by us uh, like spotify's rap list but we of course wanted to put our own touch on it to see like uh what we can come up with Yes, and I feel like this second part is not just the Spotify unwrap list, but it's almost like an award of some sorts of like the categories that we liked and such. Um, and we're not going to call it the awards yet, but um, but the first category is uh, most eagerly watched. What was yours, Ada? I mean, nobody will be surprised. My like the the dizzy I 
watch most religiously is Kızılcık Şerbeti, still going strong, although it annoys me uh, because it's like th there is a lot of like stuff happening that I don't understand. But um, somehow this is the disease that I can't stop watching. I I have to know what's going on. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it's Kızılcık Şerbeti. If you like controversy, I encourage everyone to watch it. There, there are many uh, like controversial characters. A lot of things happen, uh, and uh, I don't know. It's I, it's fun. It's fun to discuss it with friends later, and I encourage everyone to watch it. What is yours? <laughs> uh, before I move to my one thing, as you were talking, I realized about Kislik Sherbati that's very interesting is that. People don't get emotionally attached to the characters in the way they do in other disease. Not that people don't care, but everybody's like, we just want to watch this mess. We don't have like yeah. a fight in this game. We just want to see it. And there's no like team this versus team that. And I think that's refreshing because everybody just wants to see what's happening next. I, I find that to be very healthy. Yeah. And the fans of the DZ are not as fierce. They are like yeah. when I sometimes see in the comments that of course, people support one character over the other and they're like, okay, uh, how can she, like, how can Alev uh, marry up to Apo or like Pembe is right or wrong, etc. Of course, yeah. they can support a character, but they're not as, I don't know, they're not like Yelichapkin fans who are like uh, trying to strangle one another. They, they are not like that. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a more in the in the fandom there's a more peaceful approach there's a healthier approach i think for sure for sure what, well what um, is your most eagerly watched disease or i don't think this disease? is this is not going to come as a surprise but adam farah and i think and yabani but adam farah i think i like them for two different reasons um well, no, actually, they both have good storytelling. And I think that's very hard to come by these days and these days. And with Adam Farah, what I appreciated in season two is that they built up on what season one did. And then when they started kind of veering off, they brought a new writing team. And there's just, you see a growth in the character, you settle in and you just feel some type of connection to them. And you just enjoy seeing what happens next. Uh, Yabani has been wonderful so far, even with the episodes that are like, more boring than others or maybe not as fast paced they have such a wonderful cast and are telling a story and i think what i like about both of them is that even though there's a main couple you feel invested in all the other characters the focus is not just on the romantic part and i think that's why i eagerly watched uh both of them those are mine yeah i i i i applaud you for these like choices because like yeah, adam fireheim unfortunately not continuing to watch not because I don't like it, but just because I have to, I have a limited amount of time in my hands and I have to make choices. Yeah. Um, Yabani is a great, I think it was a great addition to the Dizzy lineup. Uh, and uh, again, something I encourage everyone to watch. I think it has a different uh, plot. And uh, as you said, like, um, like I feel invested in all the characters, not just the leads, which is rare. Yeah. So the next category is the most disappointing Dizzy. And uh, of course, mine will not disappoint. I think everyone who's listening to this like uh, podcast and who has seen this Dizzy or who has watched this Dizzy will share my opinion. Uh, <laughs> it was Ego. Because we were all 
we were all waiting for Alper and Duimas, uh, this apostrophe S, <laughs> new Disney. And like uh, after Sonia's, we had really missed seeing him on our screens. And like the coupling was perfect. Chef's kiss, like Melissa's the Pamuk. Like uh, anyone who has seen them in Charpishma knew the chemistry they had. Like when we saw the news about this Dizzy, we were all excited. And when the Dizzy began, I was I was, <laughs> I was so disappointed. <laughs> I, I I know I'm being too dramatic right now. I, I love I it. No, it's like you're trying to find is, something to say. This is like uh, I know I'm being too dramatic. I know there are more important things in the world. A lot of important things in the world are going on right now. But hear me out. Like this dizzy had a lot of potential, and it was, it was, it was so bad. Dear listeners, this was. This was a shit show. <laughs> and like it, I think it ended in 13 episodes. Did it last 13? I don't know. But like this was an embarrassment to all uh, that were included. Apart from uh, Melissa Slipomuk. Uh, is it Melissa Slipomuk? She has too many names. Anyway, apart from her charisma and her beauty, this Dizzy had nothing to offer, like nothing, like the relationships, the acting, like uh, at some point, I don't think even they were taking themselves seriously, like nobody was taking this seriously. And Ego was probably the biggest disappointment I had this year in Dizzy like world, because I'm usually able to um, guess what is going to be a success and what yeah. isn't. And I was very wrong about this dizzy because this was like this was like i don't know i don't know this was a very bad dizzy for me like yeah i, I wish they hadn't done this like it's gonna be like uh, um i don't know i want to erase it from yeah yeah yeah, uh, Ada, you're cutting out until you come back a little bit. I agree with you. I think what you were saying is you wanted to make sure that um, it's going to be erased from people's minds. You know how last episode we were talking about even with hate chemistry, people not liking each other behind the scenes, they were able to be professional and it translated to good chemistry on screen. In this case, unfortunately, I think it did the opposite. We don't need to get into the details, but I do think this was one of the cases where the drama behind the scenes surpassed the the actual drama that they were trying to create for the dizzy yeah what was the most disappointing dizzy for you i mean other than ego for ego, sure <laughs> yeah. uh i have two um one is uh safir safir i was very disappointed and i was so excited when the first trailer came out it was directed by the samih who did uh, sonia's it had a great cast it had great location the first episode had great chemistry and then I don't know what happened. And we talked about it in other episodes, but I think it's turned into this like nonsensical storyline that doesn't make sense. And they're trying to create lines for people. And it is just turned into this blah. And I think just also the, 
the fight on Disneyland Twitter and the way people have just taken up teams and keep fighting, I think it just, it lost all appeal for me, unfortunately. And I went from being so excited to watch the Dizzy to, I think I've muted the hashtag at this point because it was just easier for me than to see it. Um, the other one is, uh, um, I mean, this is Dizzy adjacent. It's called Al Thaman. So it was the Arabic version of the show uh, Bin Bir Gish, which was an older Dizzy. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because when the sh the second or third episode first aired, it caught so much attention that a lot of our friends on Disneyland Twitter who did not speak Arabic really got into this Dizzy. It's about this uh, kind of a retelling of 1001 Nights done in a certain way. The first 12 episodes were chef's kiss. There was great chemistry between the leads. There was um, a storyline. People were like starting to get uh, uh, subscriptions to Shahid to watch it on the Arabic streaming platform. And then I don't know what happened. They stretched out the story to 90 episodes to the point it just became awful. And they actually took the original story and ruined it. And then they tried to patch up everything in the last episode. And it became, I remember there was a, a group chat started that started with al Thaman, And it ended up being something else because we got all disappointed from what we were watching. And so that was unfortunate, another disappointment. Yeah, the idea seems to be great, but like the execution probably was yeah, problematic. Very much. I have one thing to say about Safir. I, yeah. I was also disappointed with it. Uh, um, and my main issue with it was that the female lead, who is actually seems to be the protagonist of the story, because it's her story, it looks like it's her story, she's just stupid. She's she doesn't make sense in any way. I'm sorry. I I I I'm very sorry to say that for someone yeah. of my own gender, like I I am very protective of women of female characters because I'm a woman. I'm I'm yeah. I'm a feminist. I I I like to define myself as one, and I'm a, I'm one for the sisterhood for my sisters. But sorry, this this female protagonist doesn't make any sense. She's She's like a she's like an autumn leaf. Like wherever the wind blows, she goes. Like she has no, she doesn't make any sense. She's very fragile, very weak. She doesn't seem to be like functioning with her brain. So like after a while, it's I just lost interest in her. Not yeah. just because she chose Yaman over uh, Atesh, whatever. That's that's not my issue with it. Oh. The issue is that she she's not. She doesn't have the charisma to carry the like protagonist role. She could, she can be a weak character, by the way. That's 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 also okay. But like, I think the acting uh, prowess of the like the actor actress, although she's very beautiful, was not enough to carry the role. And the writing didn't support her. She she didn't have a lot to work with anyway. She's she's a talented actress, but she didn't have enough to work with. And the the character Ferraye is written in such a way that uh, she's she's she doesn't have any. She's she's not standing on her own feet. She's just doing whatever she ha she feels like she's supposed to do. Like I, I don't know. She doesn't make any sense. So I lost interest in the story. And I agree with you. It's it was very disappointing because this like. It had a lot of potential initially. Yeah. 
You know, now um, that I think about it, they wrote. They, it's like they're almost writing her as a villain for her own story. I almost wish we had <laughs> talked about it during our Disney villains episode because yeah. you're right. I think that that's the crux of the issue for me as well. But let's move on she's, to the next category. She's like the description of self self sabotage. Like I don't yes, know. She's yes. she's she's like um, I don't know. But I I just a little information for the listeners. I have a friend who joined the writing team for a short amount of time and then he quit because like he said uh, they don't make any sense. They had a lot of problems in uh, in the writing department and they, they still do and uh they are unable to solve the issue because they are trying to um uh, they are only reaching out for reactions from social media or from the audience yep. yeah. and they only try to make it uh in a way that it gets more views or it keeps its place in the rating uh right. bandwidth like so um <laughs> i'm really sorry but that's not how you shape a story you don't just um shape it uh to please people uh at, at least like this because it doesn't make any sense but Anyway, um, the next category is uh, best male character or characters. And I don't have any. I'm sorry. Like, uh, this year I didn't see any male character that really interested me. What are yours, Maha? Well, I have two. And um, one of them is uh, Tahir Lekasis from Adel Farah. And I think he's just such a fresh breath of air as a character. Not only because he, he stars my favorite uh, uh, actor ever, Ingen Akeyork, but I think he's someone who learns from his mistakes, who even in the in season two, as things were happening, he did not do the typical male dizzy character of becoming toxic. He still kept his gentleness and he kept, there was a character arc and he kept changing. And I think that's why I love about him. And he's also, I think, comedic without meaning to be. And so I think um, that's why I think he's a, one of the best male characters I've seen, at least. Um, and then the other one is um, jo uh, Jovan from Yabani, who plays the father, not the, not the evil father, but the doctor father. His name is, yeah. I think, the actor is Kainash Ayaidin. And he's going through his daddy era on TikTok. A lot of people are making TikToks <laughs> about him. And really? I, love, I didn't yeah, see he's, it. <laughs> he's, he's actually well-beloved, but people are like, um, think he's cute. And I think they even wrote a, a scene for in Yabani where Ruya, the younger girl, was telling uh, Yaman, I, I hope that you're, you become cute like that when you're his age. Um, he's a good-looking oh guy. So, uh, <laughs> but aside from that, I think he's a great character because it's rare that you find a male character who's gentle, who's like um, not out for revenge. Like he finds out that, and I'm sorry if I'm ruining this for people, but he finds out Yaman is a son. And instead of like trying to burn everything down, he really puts his son first. And it just shows you like he's a positive male character. And we're hungry for those. I think because males are always viewed as um, they're conniving and toxic and they're always the ones going and getting the thing. And he just has, it's interesting, they're writing him very male, but he has female qualities which is nurturing and loving and he, the actor plays it so well um he's very enjoyable to watch right then next is best female characters and again i don't have anyone to mention here i mean 
not that like from the DZs I like watching, there are good characters, but none of them really stand out to me. So uh, again, for female character, best female character, I'm gonna say pass and ask turn to you. What is what have been your best characters this year? Who have? Oh, so, yeah, one of them actually has nothing to do with the character as much as it has to do with the actress. So Devine from Island has become one of my favorite um, characters. And because, or be- I see her as the best, because and I, uh, Ada knows this, I'm going to confess, I was not a fan of Serenai. I think I haven't seen Serenai in something in a really long time. And I saw her on the Shahraman Netflix and it didn't quite hit the notes for me. But I really enjoyed watching her play in Aile. I enjoyed her chemistry with Kivanch. I enjoyed the, the arc of the story and that she held her own uh, pretty well through some very tough scenes. And I think because of her star power, they wrote it like it's a typical mafia dizzy that, that um, writer is Hakan, I think, who's written Shakur and others. But because Serenai is a, is a star, she gets her own storyline. She's not just the female interest of the male. And I think that's what I appreciated about Ayla is that they told her story, her family story. She was given her own right to to have emotional scenes, to have different types of scenes. It was not just focused on the male lead. So that's why I, I like that character. Um, and then the other one is, I won't go into too much detail because I talked about her before, but Farah from Adam Farah, Demi, like, I think this is honestly Demi's best role to to date. She just plays it with all the nuance and she's just um, a wonderful actress. And I think I just appreciate her more and more and um, seeing her do the small uh, comedic moments in Adam Farah makes her uh, makes me miss her as a rom-com actress and I miss seeing her in, in comedies as well and so I appreciate when she gives us glimpses of those as Farah yeah I agree with you um, next category is best couple and I'm going to mention um, Kivanch Tatlatu and uh, Serenai Sarikaya from Aile. I can't remember their character names, but like, I think they. Aslan like, and I Devin. Didn't... Aslan and Devin, yes. Uh, I think even from the first promo photos, they were like just screaming chemistry, like not just physically, but uh, every time I watch their scenes, even though I'm not watching Aile that much uh, it's, I'm just keeping an eye on it sometimes I'm watching clips uh, every scene there together is just perfect like they, they have great chemistry they have as actors I think they really feed off of each other and uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure to see them I'm, I'm not really a big fan of the story like this mafia narrative is not that fun and I find the character Serenai play is playing very aggressive, <laughs> especially as a psychologist, like psychologist. Yeah. Uh, but like I think, uh, but overall, I think it's a it's a good dizzy, and they're a great couple. And this year, they stand out uh, from like the other ones to me. Like they stand out for me. Yeah. No, what is your best good point? Yeah, I think they're meant to be written very toxic, and that's part of her aggression i think which is why i hesitate to say she's my best female actress but i think they were written to be this very toxic volatile couple um my uh favorite couples are two one should not come as a surprise given the theme of how we've been going with this is that 
Farah and Tahir, Fahir from Anna Farah. The only thing I will mm-hmm. say about this is I remember when um, they first announced that both of them were going to be um, together. I, I remember everybody on Disney Twitter being like, they don't make sense. They're not going to be that great. What are they doing? And mm-hmm. the, the love they've gained over time and how they have such good chemistry with each other and they enjoy each other and there's just been no drama behind the scenes and they're just um, they're just a fun couple to watch and they've managed to create their characters from enemies to lovers to like where they're at now as a, as a couple in the story. Uh, the second one, and, and they are not considered a first-tier couple, but I am very invested in their story, is... Uh, Asi and Alaz from Yabani. So they are the mm-hmm. not the main character, but it's his <clears throat> his half brother or his brother, uh, or sorry, his half brother and his friend who is from the, um, the 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 streets that they met and they became a family. And they are actually a very interesting couple because they were written very <clears throat> volatilely. They have an enemies to lover arc that's happening, and it was so cute. Um, Ada, I don't know if you saw this clip, but apparently they were filming a scene in the in the neighborhood or the mahalle that they were um, they filmed the show in. And one of the younger kids in the area came and told the person playing Alaz, he was like, you better not annoy my sister Ase. And the guy's like, what did you tell me? And he's like, I'm telling you, don't annoy my sister Ase. Take care of her. And so clearly it's resonating with people and people are, are loving their partnership together. I mean, they're, they were a huge surprise because, like, um, I was, like their uh, narrative, like their love story, came out of nowhere, which which is very um, rare because you can usually sense it. Like, even when they are doing enemies to lovers, you are kind of like, oh, these these are gonna be coupling. I know, I can sense that, but with these two it was it wasn't like uh that obvious so i i i'm really enjoying their scenes they have great chemistry they're like really talented actors as well Mm -hmm. uh so yeah great choice (laughs) and yeah i think we are coming to the last one which is the funniest unintentional moment busy moment and mine is gonna be all the scenes in ego because like <laughs> come on like they were all unintentionally funny like after a while i watched it um i didn't even watch the last five episodes by the way but like um after a while i was like watching and just um it felt like i was watching like you know there i don't know uh, how to describe it you know there are these uh is it like B movies, like or like these movies that you don't expect yeah. quality from, but you yep. kind of watch them as well because yep. you want to know what happens in the end. I kind of watched it like that, like I, I I didn't really care about it, but like yeah, it was it was like I think yeah, I don't want to complain about it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the, I think many scenes were unintentionally funny, and some were intentionally funny, of course. Uh, there was some humor in Ego, which we caught on, but like some scenes were unintentionally funny because of uh, not like not appropriate acting or good acting, etc. And um, that that's all from me. <laughs> I I want to hear yours. What 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 are some of the unintentionally funny dizzy scenes 
from the year that stand out to you? I think they were meant to be funny, but I didn't think they would be that funny. So the two I can think of is um, actually three. Um, one, one is from Anna Farah, where if if you we'll put the clip or we'll add it to it. It's when they come to pick up the the son um, from the dad. So it's it's uh, these mafia men. It's Tahir and his friends. And they realize that the kid is scared. And so his friend sees that the kid is scared. And what they do is they start dancing. He puts on the song and they start dancing to get the, to get the mafia dad, for the kid to calm down and for them to get the kid. And the kid thinks this, this is great. Everyone's dancing. And then um, at some point the kid says to the mom, look, mom, there's lights. And what the lights are is like the ones from the, the guns, like they're, they're aiming laser at him. And she says something along the lines like, yes, your dad has turned into a whole nightclub. And, um, and then one of the other mafia men, um, uh, what's his name? Oh my God. Uh, anyhow, the, 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 the third one, he's like, I want to go dance. And he puts his gun down and comes to dance with them because he's like, well, I'm missing the show. The whole scene is just so farce and so out there. And you're like, what is happening? And then the behind the scenes is even funnier because like they're all dancing, including the, the mafia dad or the dad, Fias Duman, who's supposed to be like really upset during the scene. When they say cut, he was dancing around them. So that was a very favorite scene of mine. Um, the other scene is from Aile, actually. It was so there was this episode where Devine and Aslan were told by the therapist they want to go see. They had to spend some bonding time with his mom. If you remember, his mom is one of the formidable villains we told you about. She's just a whole mother-in-law from hell. So they go and they have dinner with her and they're about to leave. And they like see this music playing in the nightclub. And they're like, oh, Aslan, let's come. She's like, she, the mom wants to go. And it's like a seniors party, all party. So it's for people like 60 and up. It's like a, it's a dance party for older folks playing music from the like 60s and 70s. And so the scene is his mom is dancing and he's standing like, what the hell is happening? Devine is into the music. And then his mom gets hit on by this German guy who's attending the dance. And he's just kind of like, what? And it turns into a bonding moment. Again, it's one of those scenes where it came out of nowhere. It was not alluded to in the in the trailers and you were not expecting it. Um, the third one, I'll say it real quickly, but it was also from Adam Farah. And I think, Ida, you sent it to me, but it was like Farah's first day at the office. And then her first patient <laughs> happens to be Tahir with his shirt off, holding flowers. I don't know what he was expecting. I think he wanted some like, I don't know, office romance or something. And it was just, there. that scene was really funny um, as well. So I'll pause there. Clearly I had more fun in these uh, disease than most people. <laughs> oh, and uh, a last category here. Uh, we wanted to mention uh, the disease we are looking forward to in the new year in uh, 2024. And mine is Gadar, uh, which already... Uh, they already posted the first trailer, I think. Uh, this is Chatai Ulusoy's new Dizzy. Um, I'm very curious to see where it goes because I was hearing about this uh, uh, Dizzy a lot. And Chatai Ulusoy, I think it's been a while since he's been on, um, on like, uh, public television or linear television so uh he's done a lot of projects for netflix but uh and for blue tv but not for public tv so i'm very curious to see him in this like dizzy format two and a half hours uh 
I'm just um, very confused about the leading lady, like the female uh, <laughs> character they chose. I I don't recognize her from anything, um, but like uh, some people are saying she's going to die in the first episode and they are still trying to get someone else for the leading role and it's like it's going to be someone else. So I'm really curious to see what they're going to do with it because I don't think he would sign up for a project he's not content with. He doesn't need it. So I'm really like keeping my fingers crossed. It's going to be a good project and he's like, um, and it's not going to end prematurely, prematurely, et cetera, because like there is like, it's, it's, it's hell out there. Like we don't know anything like, uh, I don't know, like great DZ start and end in three episodes. Um, so keeping my fingers crossed, this is going to be a good one. What thesis are you looking forward to, Maha? Yeah. Um, before we get into that real quick, I'm also looking forward to Gadar. The reason you don't know her is because you didn't watch the the hot mess that was Dui Bene that was two years ago. If you remember, she was part of that whole series of Dui Bene, that high school summer disease the one that was listened to I me. remember it. And she yeah, was the one yeah. that, the, uh, that the writer wanted her to be the main lead. And it's interesting because... I'm glad that you said that maybe this is the route they're going to, because I feel like she is someone they're trying to prop her up as the, the Serenai 2.0. Like I've heard a lot of people try to push that narrative and they're trying to like, say like, look, even Shatajai wanted to work with her. So we'll see what happens. But. I don't know. Like the rumors has it that he has been very picky with the female. Yeah. Lead. So if he trusts that she's going to be able to, Pull it off then she will um we'll see yeah because he's he's kind of like a veteran now like in yeah. the busy industry he's not a newcomer so he he, he gets to call he has shop. a lot of say yeah he has a lot of say in who's gonna be his partner uh although he's not the one who decides but he has his his opinion is important so yeah uh, we'll, we'll see, see yeah. i think we'll see it'll be interesting but uh my list we also yeah there's there's this mention you wanted to give to a new Dizzy. Yeah. Um, let me just say the other ones real quick because I want to spend some time on this. So the ones I'm interested in. Oh, sorry. In, oh, no, yes. it's fine. Sorry, sorry. It's, it's, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot you also. I was going to go really fast. No, no, it's fast because I want to talk about the special mention that we wanted you and I to talk about. So it's Arak. That's with um, yeah, Ilker and Oiko. It'll be interesting to see. I watched the first episode. Verdict is still out on that. The other one is Aile Albumo, which is Akin Akinozo and Aslihan um, is a Mar Marlboro. Marlboro. Yeah. Um, I'm really interested to see what comes out of that because the writer was also the one who wrote written Istanbul Gilin and some other ones. And the third one is Yaren Yukmush Bibe, which has Tuba and Halit, which are two veteran stars. Um, it's based on the movie, The Interview. I don't know if it's going to be good or not, but I'm just interested to see what they're what they're up to um but the special mention yeah, i yeah. really want to hear from you ada because i know there's been a lot of controversy around this dizzy maybe not on dizzy twitter people haven't talked about it at all but i know in turkey and others it's the if, if you want to pronounce it it's the new oscar denise dizzy yeah ojan denise uh this uh, new project it's called kızıl goncalar 
Yeah. And it's also like uh, the female lead who is Özgünamal. Uh, maybe international viewers won't recognize her, but she has been a very uh, she has been a brilliant actress, and she has some very memorable disease. But she stopped acting for a while, and she um, 2013 uh, was her got last married. Time. She yeah. got married. She had children, and she was she quit. She she didn't quit, but she was far away for a long time. And so this is her return to Disneyland. This is the first project she said yes to. Um, and I had a lot of... Uh, I was a bit confused when I saw the promo, uh, like the trailer for this, and especially when I saw her covered. And a lot of people first uh, said, "Wow, oh, this is going to be a Kuzul, um, this is going to be a Kuzuljik Sharbeti ripoff. And now that they've seen like uh, that type of controversy between seculars and um, uh, conservatives bring a lot of uh, viewership, they're doing the same format, etc. But the Dizzy began and it's very different. Uh, of course, it's another take on like the 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 clash between uh, opposing views again like seculars and conservatives but it it is a different completely different story storyline and i uh i didn't i watched half of the first episode not i couldn't see all of it yet but i was very impressed and i i i don't know what i was expecting because john denis again has has had some great disease he's not a guy that kind of chooses projects randomly and uh you may not like him as an actor, but he's also a producer. He's also a director. He's also a writer. So he's he's a very like he has a he has a, he has a great taste, I think, for projects. So uh, and again, Özgünamal, this is the first project she said yes to. She has been offered many projects over the years. Uh, she's a brilliant actress, and the rest of the cast is great as well. Uh, I think uh, Marty is a Jolo like a uh, younger like uh, a younger actor he uh, this he said this is uh like um i'm quitting uh student uh, roles and this is my like this he sees this role as his like a graduation from student roles like uh, and he's right this is a great role for him he's uh he has received a lot of claim uh, uh like from like great uh reviews for his performance in the first episode and i saw him and i also shared that opinion he's it's a very different character from what he has done in the past and uh i i from what i saw from the first episode i really liked it, it it's it's a heavy um uh, subject matter it's it's not an easy it's not going to be an easy watch it's a drama and uh but i really, really like it it's very uh I don't know. It's very thought-provoking, and I really uh, enjoyed it. Like I like different projects like this, where we can like discuss what's going on, and everyone can have their opinions. Uh, but I like this type of discussion. Uh, what do you, what did you think about it, Maha? The first episode. I agree with you, Ada. I, I don't think it's an easy watch. Like, I watched it, but it took me, like, two days. But I also, like, watched it through a NyQuil haze, so I might need to go back and rewatch it again. But I think 
in addition to all the characters you mentioned, they even the supporting characters are super strong. Like Erkan Afshi, he was in Kabadai and other things. Like he's someone who people will see him, they'll recognize him, and he has a very provocative role as like the the sheikh or the the head of the sect that is that. Um, is interacting with this progressive psychiatrist that's played by Oskan. And then also the the woman that plays Oskan's wife is Hazal uh, Tursan. And I think she was in Alev Alev, if I remember correctly. Yes, yes. She's, yes. A, she's a very strong actress. She's a well. good actress again, yeah. Right. And then um, even the guy who plays their dad, I don't remember who it was, but he's just, he's it's it's filled with, with strong people. But I'm also interested to see, like, I think from what I'm hearing is it's causing a lot of turmoil in Turkey. Like the posters for the, the series is being defaced by people. Artuk had a lot of, um, excuse me, had a lot of um, complaints against it. And then there's apparently they've uh, canceled two of their shooting locations. So they've scouted out shooting locations. They've asked for permits. They've revoked their permits and they're still looking for new places. And this is only in the first episode. And it had pretty strong ratings like for our, th these times for what it has. So I'm interested to see how they um, take the story and move it forward. And um, it's also on Fox. So it's also interesting to see Fox being the merciless Fox that it is. Will it allow them to tell the story or not? Uh, TBD, I guess. I mean, uh, this type of Dizzy could not be made on our TV or like... Uh, TV channels exactly. were, who stand closer to the current government. So, yeah. and I saw a lot of tweets from uh, film critics who usually look down on Dizzy's because they're not very artsy, you know, they're right. for, like the public, yeah. <laughs> uh, not for art. Uh, but like a lot of uh, people from like a lot of intellectuals uh, have written like we're going to watch the Dizzy just to support it, like just. Just so that uh, these voices can be heard and this type of disease can be made. And because, like, uh, we need more controversy in our lives, yep. uh, in, in, in our lives. We need to discuss more about the, like, these type of uh, situations where there are these, I don't know uh, what to call them, like, cults. Yeah. Like, uh, we exactly. should be discussing the, 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 the damage they are making because they look like they are not making much damage, uh, but like, uh, they are, uh, like a lot of young people are being abused, uh, physically or psychologically. A lot of people are being raised as like, um, leaders in these uh type of situations where they are like um i don't know they are being what i don't know what to call it but like they are being groomed to be leaders but not uh leading for themselves leading for the cult like so it's uh it's very controversial uh and yeah. uh, a lot of people uh think that these type of things being on television are affecting new generations, younger generations negatively. And uh, the, this viewing Islam or uh, Muslims in this way uh, or showing us in this way is harming uh, our culture. This is this, These are the type of people that are sending complaints to Rituk. Right. Right. I don't share their opinion. I think we should be discussing these more. <clears throat> right. We should be discussing these uh, things 
and we should be like um, more open uh, about these things because throwing them under the rug is not solving anything. Like acting as if cults don't exist or these type of religious groups don't exist and uh, their role in the society uh, is not helping us. It's hurting us more. So I, I, it's, I'm curious to see what's going to happen uh, because uh, I, I saw the ratings and I think they're going to be even higher next week. Yeah. I'm sure of it. But if uh, there are a lot of complaints uh, or if they receive a fine from Rutuk, uh, I don't know what will happen. But <laughs> it backfired with Kazilcuk Sharbeti when they gave the fine uh, and they tried to like uh, suppress the writers, etc. It backfired with them. So it can backfire in this uh, situation as well. And it's very funny because Secular people didn't watch that much disease. And now they're uh, watching Kizlik <laughs> Sherbati and this one. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're going to start watching this one as well because they see that they have to support this type of uh, storytelling. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, this, these type of stories will never be heard and we'll watch more of uh, Ego. <laughs> we'll, much, right. we'll watch more stories like Ego and Safir where they don't make any sense um, and they're just numb our senses and we are not discussing anything real yeah, yeah. and it's I think between this one and Kizlik Sharbati is the one I think that's closest to actually discussing what's happening in everyday life in Turkey and it's not, not uncommon that you would see people from both sides walking down the street and interacting in that way I don't think Artuk has given them a fine. So maybe they, I think all I read is that they've gotten a lot of complaints. So hopefully they've learned from it. I also think Fox thrives on controversy. So maybe this will actually work in their favor. But what I find very interesting is that this Dizzy, when I researched, when I searched this hashtag on, on Twitter, none of the English speaking folks talked about it at all at all it was all folks who were turkish folks and to me that shows that it's success in turkey when like mostly it's a turkish audience interacting about it and and not like the the, the few hundred of us that are on dizzy twitter so that to me is another indication of of how it made it through yeah i, I think compared to kazajik sharbiti the first like as i said i haven't seen the whole of the first episode but from what i've seen it's um it seemed like it was eager to uh, first uh, show us the characters and show us the what type of situation there is, and we didn't. I didn't at least see enough uh, interpersonal relationships to invest in the characters yet, and maybe that's why once we move a little bit more forward and we know the characters a little more and their relationships maybe uh international viewers will also be interest get more interested in it right now it's a bit confusing inter for international viewers because it's very political <laughs> yeah and um they don't really know a lot about our like uh the political situation in turkey or the political climate in turkey or True. like what, what i mean when i say yeah, Kızılcık Şerbeti is like, uh, it's controversial, but I think Kızıl Goncalar is more political, more, uh, it's yeah. a bit more dark. Uh, whereas sure. Kızılcık Şerbeti is, it has the 
I don't know, lightness of a daily drama as well. You That's don't true. really get hung up on situations a lot. But yeah. we'll see, we'll see. I, I'm I'm eager to see more um, projects like this where uh, there is more controversy, they are more realistic. Because as when you came to Turkey, I told you uh, this, like there are a lot of uh, women with hijab that you don't yep. see on Dizzy's, nope. nope. which is uh, very like, it's not like, uh, like in Dizzy's they are trying to show a different side of Turkey, which is not always the realistic the side. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I'm uh, interested and excited to see the rest of um, the adventure of Kızıl Goncalar. It's very new. I, I hope it's, it's going to be successful because it's something different, at least. For sure. Um, yeah, uh, we have been recording for a while now. So we want, before we close up, uh, we wanted to do a small summary of the year. Um, and this is our last episode of the year. And uh, before we say our uh, wishes for the new year, uh, we wanted to summarize uh, a little bit what 2023 was like, especially like if, uh, in Turkey and in Disneyland. Uh, I don't think it was a good year for disease. Uh, when I checked the numbers, because I felt like uh, I felt like less disease came out this year, and I was right, because the numbers, uh, num like the number of disease that came out in twenty twenty three is thirty eight, whereas the number of disease that came out the year before in twenty twenty two was fifty two. So um, that makes sense, of course, because of the earthquake that happened in uh, uh, February 6th, uh, which uh, our viewers, our listeners will know, like it killed more than 50,000 people. 50,783 was the last number I saw. And uh, so uh, this was a very difficult year. We also had general elections in Turkey. And a lot of people, uh, I, I mean, at least Turkish people's attention was drawn to these things like the earthquake, the people we lost, and uh, like of course the economic uh, part of it as well, and the general elections. And uh, I, it's it explains why less disease came out this year. And the summer lineup was very like I want to call it lackluster, <laughs> like <laughs> the the disease that. Uh, came out this summer were were not exciting. Like, uh, and I don't know if it only it's because of the earthquake. I don't think so because they start thinking of projects the year before. And uh, I think uh, every year the summer projects become lazier. Like just, uh, but the ratings get less and less. And hopefully next summer they will come out with less projects but better projects. That's what I wish for <laughs> summer of 2024. Um, yeah, I think uh, Maha, you can talk about the like uh, the situation in Gaza, and I. I think that's that has also an effect on um, like Disneyland or like viewership in general about um, shows. Yeah, for sure. Um, as you're saying all of this, I realize this has not been an easy year with all the events that happened. But with Gaza, I think 
there's something about watching a genocide unfold in real time while everybody feels um, helpless. I think we've we've had like the latest, latest number, 20,000 people have passed away, 10,000 of them being children, 1.8 million people, if not more at this point, have been displaced from their homes. And this is the the burden of 75 years of an occupied land and an apartheid state that's inflicting harm on people. And I feel like more and more, especially people in the Middle East or people who are um, watching disease, whether it's in Spain or, or South America or others, are affected by what's happening. Um, I can say personally, I've been affected by it, similar to how you were affected by um, the earthquake as well. And I was affected by the earthquake, maybe not as you, but I remember I was telling you, was it last week when we were talking? Um, with the earthquake, it felt like you could, I was donating money. There was something, it felt like it was a natural disaster. Like it could have been prevented because of the government, but people could actually like figure out what to do. Like people like could um, streamline their energy to do something. With this one, even with aid, even with all of that, nobody can do anything. And it's just watching kind of the powers that be. And a lot of people's idea of what democracy is and who this world is has changed. So there's a little bit of a, it's not just the world is burning. There's really some uncovering ugly truth for a lot of people where folks are, um, their moral value or their clarity is being questioned about what's happening. I know for those of us who are Palestinian, like myself, who have family in Gaza, there's just an acute grief that is a foundation that's covering everything. So I do everything, but it's like everything doesn't have color. Like, I, I don't know how to describe it better, but it just feels everything's just, I just do it the thing because I have to. This podcast has been an outlet for me, and I'm very grateful for Ada for being a wonderful partner with me in this. But at the end of the day, it's a distraction. But then the real reality is what's happening. And so there's a lot of that. Um, in there and it's not unfortunately changing anytime soon so i think that affects dizzy worship like disneyland watching um the problem is is it's not going away it's not something that people can unsee and so i think there is this is something to think about with viewership with other things as people are going through um the other thing the last thing i would say is i we were talking earlier people when they go to disease to watch disease are a place for people to either interact about issues they care about or a place for them to go forget what's happening to kind of suspend this belief to be in a safe space to kind of be that safe hobby for people unfortunately i think with the quality of dizzy is because of all what's happening it has stopped being that harbor for people that it used to be like a few years ago and i think that's something the um Dizzy makers have to stop and think about is that people don't have the same tolerance for the BS that they're showing as they might have had a year or two ago during the pandemic when people were just at home wanting to watch something. So those are just some of the thoughts I have. I agree with you. Yeah, the Dizzy stopped being comforting for us for for also because of the maybe projects that came out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. By the way, like I would like to remind people that when we say disease here, and especially in this numbers that I've given, we didn't include digital projects that came out on Netflix or on other streaming platforms um, because I, I don't really see them as disease. Like when I talk about disease, I mostly refer to um, projects that are uh, airing on uh, linear TV or public TV, as we call them. Um, we we might dedicate an episode on digital projects someday. Like if you're interested, let us know on social media because we watch them as well. We we try to keep up with them. But again, they are they are different, they have a different touch. Like they are not like 
busy project, like television projects. Um, so when we come to our hopes for the new year uh, and aspirations as well, I personally hope it's going to be a better year for everyone in every way. And also, for as far as disease go, I hope this is going to be the year where we see more diversity. Kazil um, Gonjala already proves that there are more projects uh, that are coming that have more political diversity in stories. But I would love to see it also in cast members. Like, uh, I would love to see more ethnicities because there are other, like, um, again, like, uh, more people from different belief systems or different ethnic backgrounds in Turkey could be in disease. Um, and uh, also, I would love to see more women's stories, like, instead of <laughs> women being... Um, the damsel in distress i would love to see more uh stronger women in general like um for for instance like bijakalai's new dizzy was like that like she was the psychi psychiatrist um uh, what was the project's name i don't remember uh but like um we'll put it in the episode notes but like um uh, it ended in in three episodes so it seems like people are not that interested in seeing stronger women uh and whereas uh stories that look like women's stories like nege milar yaktum i kept on watching and it turned out like they are both dumb <laughs> like uh, i want to see in the new year better stories written for women not and not just show them as pretty faces but just tell their stories uh, interesting stories and um anyway uh 2023 is always going to be a special year for me because this is the year we've started our podcast and uh, became closer friends with maha and we, the year we decided to share it with uh, our like our community dizzy community and we hope to grow in the new year like in 2024 and uh this is actually not just the last episode of the year, but also we had planned this um, when we started the podcast, we planned to have seasons like the series on streaming platforms. And this is our, this is the last episode of our first season of Dizzy Friends podcast. This is the sixth and the last episode. And we have always planned to have a different theme for each uh, season. And for the next season, we are hoping to have on guests, like we want to uh, have a different theme for next season. That's what we're planning for. That's why we're going to also take a short break to like prepare for you uh, um, and some, make some preparations for the next season. But it's, it's coming shortly. <laughs> um, one last thing I wanted to say is... Um, we are kindly asking you to, uh, first of all, we are very uh, grateful because we've almost reached 500 listens, which is a huge number for us. Like, uh, we are very grateful You are for the people who are listening or enjoying, who are reaching out. We thank you from, our, from the bottom of our hearts. Um, we also would love 
uh, for you to share uh, the episode, like the podcast with your loved ones uh, on your socials uh, or in your life, like um, because uh, we want to reach more people. We want to be able to do more uh, on the podcast and that's how we'll be able to um, aspire for more for the new year. Yeah, I, I I think I've said enough. Have a happy new year, Maha. Uh, I'm gonna uh, leave it to you to share your uh, hopes and aspirations for the new year. I think you've said them all. I think I would just want to add to what you're saying and just say um, we hope that this upcoming year is full of peace and justice for everyone around, whether those who are in Palestine and in other places in the world that are suffering. We hope that it's a year that's full of um, joy and whatever brings joy to different people. And, and, and I'm, I'm adding my voice to yours. I, I long for good disease. I want this upcoming year to be full of disease that we could talk about. I want more SEMAs in the world. I want more writers who are given the, um, the freedom to write without worrying about ratings, without worrying about what, what, what themes they need to talk about. Because the results are when you allow people to be creative, they win international Emmys like SEMA and the Yarge team team did. So I hope yeah. for more of that. Again, very grateful for your friendship, for your love, Ada. Uh, very grateful wishing you and your family a healthy and wonderful new year and to all our dear listeners. And plus one to what Ada said. Please remember to always share us and um, promote us. And we will uh, love to hear from you about what we can improve, what we can do differently. Um, this is a dynamic uh, uh, project and we hope to keep growing. So thank you so much. And uh, remember, if you want to ha uh, make friends, watch Disease. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to make friends, watch this. Uh, thank you, Maha. Uh, I'm very grateful for your friendship too. And Happy New Year, and we'll see you next year. <laughs> Happy New Year. See you next year. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.